It's just Jersey, man. We're a different breed. Place. Who doesn't want to win in Jersey? What's up, everybody? John Forcer here, Breakdown from the Barn, episode 46. With me, as always, the greatest mind in wrestling, Eric Winnock. And we got a big guest today. We got assistant wrestling coach at Rutgers University, Steve Minich. How you making out, Steve? Uh, doing great. Just uh, just finished up practice. Was scrapping with uh, Dean Peterson today. Uh, just, you know, getting ready for, for the weekend. Edinburgh coming up and then, you know, rolling into Princeton and Buffalo. But, uh, yeah, everything's good on the, on the front. Nice, nice. We're excited for that. So why don't you first start out? Give us your uh, take on the season uh, so far. You know, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's early on. It's, it's November. Um, you know, obviously Friday's December 1st. Uh, you know, that'll be our next match. But um, it, it's about what I expected at this point. Um, you know, we have a very good lineup. We're very talented. Um, you know, we, we went out west to California. Um, had, a, had, a, had a nice trip out there. You know, good team bonding. And, and just being on the road is much different than being at home. Um, you know, just controlling what you can, uh, even from a making weight perspective, uh, you know, using another team's facility and things like that. Um, so, and, and obviously that trip went great. Okay, guys, guys wrestled great. Um, that Cal Poly team is much better than people uh, think they are. So I, I would keep an eye out for them coming coming down, you know, the end of the road here. I know uh, even Kemp, him and Turley had a great match. The next week, Kemp beat, I believe, the number five kid in the country. Um, so that just kind of shows you, uh, you know, how, how good everybody is across the country. And uh, the kid Dean Peterson wrestled. He wrestled Dean pretty tough. That kid went on to beat another ranked guy that next weekend, too. So, um, you know, they, they have some tough guys in that lineup. And, um, you know, going into Virginia Tech, obviously we didn't get the win. We, we wanted that win as, as a team, as a staff. But does it really matter on the grand scheme of things? Not so much, right? At the end of the year, um, if we have a good national tournament, good Big Ten tournament, um, you know, that's kind of really what we're, what we're working for and, and the main focus um, pretty much of everything. Being healthy, peaking at the end of the year, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where our mindset's at. Yeah, and I think a couple of things. One, Dean, that you mentioned that Dean Peterson match um, down in Kyle Poly, because I think that really prepped him for the Virginia Tech match because I saw mm -hmm. more aggressive, um, more assertive wrestler. I thought he wrestled in that third period right out um, versus where I think the first match, and Goody touched on this, where I think he was almost sitting on the lead a little bit. Um, and yeah. I think kind of like woke him up a little bit. We all know how good Dean is, okay? And I think people are expecting him to go against an unranked opponent and base major the kid. Didn't happen. So I think right. it was really good to see Dean come out in that second match and really assert himself. And it's funny with the Virginia Tech match because my thought process and anyone who follows wrestling, you know, one match can make or break a duel. And obviously the, the Anthony White match, that goes a different way. Um, that puts you guys in a different situation. And then maybe Saldano isn't looking for bonus points and he wrestles a little bit tighter in his match. That affects how his approach to the match is. So again, right. one thing can change the rest of the lineup, but I think a lot of people don't get that. But overall, I would say 80% of the matches went really, really well for Rutgers. I thought the Latona match was just a great match to watch. That was so close to being a huge upset. And as I said earlier, Dean Peterson wrestled a hell, hell of a match and heavyweight came in. So my take is, Steve, I think it could have gone either way if one or two things happened different. But I I, I don't have any complaints in terms of, of how you guys performed. Yeah, right. I mean, and even going back on that, 
a lot of that match was determined on the edge of the match. You know, mm -hmm. guys reaching out, putting their foot on the floor, oh. wearing on takedowns. So we, we've been uh, really focusing on that since that match. And I, I think those little details is kind of what I mean by getting ready for the end of the year. If we finish those takedowns on the edge of the match, that whole goal meet is a completely yep. different score, different outcome. Um, so it, it's, it's really it, – it's Division One wrestling, so it is about the wins and the losses. But when you're really trying to lock in and, and make those adjustments to get better throughout the year, that was like one of the most perfect matches for it, right? All the situations. Dean, Mitch Moore rode their guy out to win in the third period. We've been doing a lot of top work in the room. So it, it's those little victories, I think, that when you add them up, when we get towards the end of the year, that's where you're going to see a lot of that stuff start to pay off. Yeah, yeah and keep an eye on that 65-pounder for Virginia Tech. I didn't know who he was before coming into the match. I watched him at the Keystone Classic. Yeah. Uh, and that guy's pretty raw and has some crazy stuff that he, he works with. He's actually from Brazil. He has his jujitsu stuff. Uh, and that guy's going to be, you know, I'll say that guy's going to be gunning for a national title one day. I mean, that guy Very was really good. Somebody that was off the rate, off my radar. I didn't know about him before he wrestled um anthony wood and then i watched him the next week and he has some uh talented juice in him so you know that's not a bad loss right there listen right, we saw right. vino go down earlier this year so i mean you know yeah nobody's nobody's outside the boundaries of losing a match so um sure. <laughs> steve real quick let's let, let's take it back now kind of you know um away from the Rutgers program and kind of what you've been involved with. So I know I've run into you at a couple of the, you know, national youth tournaments and so forth. And I know you're very involved. If you follow your social media, obviously with your kids and just kind of keeping with you wrestling. So tell us a little bit about that. And do you feel that keeps you a little bit more grounded working with the youth guys in concert with what you're doing in, at Rutgers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my son's 11 years old. Uh, you know, he's out on the circuit. My wife takes him out to Tulsa and Reno. So she's, she's heavily involved. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a lot of fun for me. You know, there's a lot of raw emotions in the little kids, you know, when they lose, they cry. Um, cause they really give everything they have. Right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it means a lot to them. So I, I, I think it's very humbling sometimes, uh, to be around, uh, the youth kids. Also it's super competitive. Right. Mom and dad are pumped up. They're yelling in the corner, yelling at the ref, <laughs> yelling yeah. at the other parents, you know, so it's uh, it's cool to watch. So sometimes I think I say this a lot. College coaches, kids struggle when they get older because they kind of sheltered them from what they did when they were a kid growing up and what they did in high school because it's really, really hard, you know, yeah. it's tough and competitive and it's controversial, right? So a lot of the, the coaches kind of, they laugh at me a little bit. Once the, the parents start kind of chirping at each other, that meme of Homer Simpson sinking into the trees, <laughs> I, I sink back and I just disappear and I'm out. That's, you know, I, I try to stay away from, uh, from the youth controversy, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a good time. I, uh, I helped out at, uh, it's called Grit Mat Club. Uh, it's right in Bethlehem. They have a great staff. Ben Chunko runs it. He wrestled at Bucknell. When they dropped their program, he went to Drexel, around a 12 guy. Uh, Kent Lane helps out there. 
Uh, he wrestled at Lehigh, Pennsylvania State champ, uh, actually District 4, same areas, uh, uh, Hayden Packer on our team and, and commit uh, Connor, Connor Hare. Uh, Great so, commit, by the way. Yeah, so it, it's funny how the, the network kind of swings back and forth. And, and there's a, a couple other guys that help out there. And uh, we try to get to a club called Mad Assassins. Um, it's in Wilkes-Barre Strain. That's where I was before we moved when I when I took the job at Rutgers. Uh, phenomenal club, uh, tough, hard-nosed kids, and practice is much different there than anywhere else I've ever been. It's it's uh, AKA Fight Club there. So um, very thankful for those guys. Like I said, we get there once in a while. Not so much now since uh, since the move, but. Uh, two great clubs, two great people, uh, great people involved in both clubs. So uh, thankful for that. And, uh, you know, thankful that my son loves the sport and uh, we have a good time with it, too. So I try to keep it as, as much fun as possible. But we all know the sport of wrestling is is definitely tough and hard nosed. So. Yeah. No, and you always seem engaged out there, and, and obviously Buxton as well with them too. He's very yeah. involved with his with his uh, facility. Um, so I think the two of you kind of really have that nice association with both the high level youth guys going into the college program, and it's a good segue because you're talking about some of the more recent recruits and kind of the in ways you've been able to make out there and kind of seeing these kids come up through through the. Um, through the youth ranks up into the uh, point where they're getting recruited. So let's talk about recruiting. And, you know, obviously you mentioned one, got a couple of the PA boys lately. Yep. Um, so what's a draw to get some, because I know we've talked about this. We talked about it with Goodell and as somebody who just like John, who's come up through New Jersey and all you heard is if Jersey, just if Rutgers just kept all the top Jersey guys and blah, 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 blah. I said, there's a hell of a lot more wrestling outside of Jersey, especially right next door, Pennsylvania and Ohio. So tell us, what's the draw for a PA top gun to come east to Jersey and wrestle for Rutgers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an easy sell. Um, you're in the Big Ten, number one. So you're in the best conference in America, no matter how you draw it up. Um, our, our fans are phenomenal. I would have loved to have wrestled in front of a crowd like that. It is, it is electric. It's amazing. If you're a recruit and you're sitting in that gym against Virginia Tech, whether we won or lost, you want to be in that in that spot, in that spotlight. And that's what a lot of Pennsylvania guys want, you know, especially in District 11. Uh, I, I live in District 11 in the Salkin Valley School District. Um, but District 11 is just like that. When Nazareth and Northampton or Nazareth and Easton or Bethlehem Catholic and Nazareth, when they wrestle, the gym is like that. It yeah. is intense. It is, it is hardcore, um, you know, and I can't, you know, not to knock other schools by any means around the country, but you can watch, I watch a lot of wrestling. I watch from the highest, highest level to the lowest level. And even some of the high level schools, they only have about a hundred, 200 people in their gym, you know, on, on a given duel. And Rutgers is far from that. <laughs> Rutgers is far from that. It, it, it's a great atmosphere. Um, I, I think another great sell is what we're doing with our RTC right now. Um, you know, obviously Sebastian had a phenomenal run. Uh, we have a bunch of other guys in, involved, some, some Russians. Uh, so we're getting some different looks. Uh, we have the ability of guys who are within 250 miles who qualify for the RTC. They can come train. 
Uh, Connor Harris coming up and training in the RTC. Um, it, it's been very beneficial for him. Yep. Uh, he, he's able to go with Sebastian. So he's getting his hands on one of the best guys, not in the country, but one of the best guys in the world. Um, so that, that's just uh, an added plus, you know, to everything that that the university has to offer from from our meal plan, from our nutritionist, from our recovery to uh, our staff. Our staff is phenomenal. You know, everyone's great. You know, everyone they, they bust their butt. You know, we're we're recruiting. I know. You know, I'm all over the state of Pennsylvania and in New Jersey. Um, Coach Pollard's really hard into California and Ohio. Um, I'm also in the New England area. Uh, Coach Goodale's everywhere. You know, Coach Pritzelov's everywhere. So um, we're, we're a Big Ten program, right? So we're, we're trying to be one of the best teams in the country, if not the best team in the country. And, I, hey, I love New Jersey. My family's from Jersey. My mom and dad went to Manville High School. Uh, five minutes from Rutgers. They grew up here uh, all the way up through. When I was one years old, we moved to PA. So all my aunts and uncles are all season ticket holders here at Rutgers for basketball, football, uh, trying to get them all into wrestling now. But but again, when you're a Big Ten program trying to be the best, you need to get the best guys in the country. So it's not just New Jersey. Yes, I want the best guys in Jersey. There's no doubt in my mind. But we wouldn't be doing our job if we're not trying to get the best guys in the country, no matter where they're from, right? You look at Penn State's lineup, they're not only recruiting Pennsylvania, they're recruiting the best guys in the country, and that's that's why they're good. So I, I don't think, uh, you know, it's just a recruit New Jersey kind of situation. I just think we're really trying to get the best guys, you know, and, and, and you know that that arena and that gym, they want the best guys, and when we win every duel, they're – pumped up and, and excited. So um, I, I think we're doing a good job of that right now. Um, you know, having Connor Hare from central Pennsylvania, um, you know, Alex Nini, obviously he's a Jersey guy. He grew up in the SKWC, Nick Blanchett, you know, he's from the new England area, kind of found him uh, NHSCA tournament. I watched him wrestle. I watched him beat the number four kid in the country. And then I watched him beat a Pennsylvania state finalist. And I said, this is a guy we need to get, um, and and he was all on board. Andrew Barbosa, California, right? Starting that, that connection. He's super talented. He's very athletic. Uh, can 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 wrestle on the mat also. And then Ryan Ford, you know, Bergen Catholic guy, right? I love Ford. He's he's another really athletic guy. And then we have one other guy who I can't mention just because it's not finalized. But um, you know he. He's a little guy. Um, that'll be uh, signed, sealed, and delivered here within the next few days. Uh, I know the commitment pick. He put it out, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, but but we have we have a great class. We have a great class, and um, we had two two more guys that verbally committed for the twenty twenty five class that are super super talented. Uh, that placed in every major tournament. Uh, again, they're not signed, so I can't speak to them individually or, or even name them right now. But again, their commitment picks, uh, you know, they posted them, you know, on the social media so people can look and see for themselves, but uh, super excited, you know, super excited for where we're headed right now. So, um, you know, we're doing a good job. We're hustling and uh, you know, that that's really all you can ask for. 
Yeah, we're really pumped about those recruits. And you're right, that Jersey Mike's arena gets loud. Um, you know, we've been season ticket holders since they they started. So we've been, we've been there and it, it gets uh, very pumped there. Uh, we're going to go. We got some questions. Uh, we sent it out. We got some questions from our listeners. We're going to throw them at you. So the first one, this one's a good one from uh, Frank Salerno. He He's asking, you know, what's the biggest weakness for a high school kid making that transition into college and are there any recruits or, you know, any new, uh, new guys, uh, new freshmen in that are kind of ahead of the curve that we should uh, keep our eye on? Yeah, I, I would say the biggest transition, there's probably three major things that I would say hand fighting in high school. A lot of times when you hand fight hard, maybe the guy kind of folds up a little bit, or maybe he doesn't, you know, fight back in college that's it's it could turn into just a straight fist fight at, or a street fight at some point you know so guys are gonna hit and fight you back you know so it's gonna it's gonna be gonna be a battle gonna be a dog fight um i think the pace the pace of a match right uh, uh it's more a little bit wearing on the guy it's a little more about position um a lot of edge wrestling you know there's not a lot of restarts you can get a lot of restarts in high school you got to be able to wrestle the edge of the mat um even with the the back and out rule and and the drop down rule and so there's a there's a lot of lot going on there from from the rules um i would also say bottom uh bottom is another uh big issue for high school guys um we have a couple guys in the room kind of going through that right now um you know just you know, it, they, they let you ride a little bit more in college. I know they're, they're kind of trying to get away from it um, a little bit, but there is riding time, right? You get a riding time point. So there is some kind of strategy to riding, you know? So, um, and, and plus guys are going to matter each other. They're going to work harder. A lot of times in high school, you get to the, your feet, they'll give one attempt. If they can't get it, you know, they kind of let you go college it's going to be one two three they're pulling you back they're tripping you they're they're lifting and, and, and slamming you so um i just think there's a little bit more effort uh on top in college um so in return it's a little bit tougher to get off the bottom so um yeah i just just that that bottom aspect for sure is something that uh you really need to work on for sure yeah, and I think, Steve, to that point, that's an excellent point about bottom. I think it's, I especially have seen this in New Jersey, where historically we're a very neutral, attacking yeah. on your feet type of environment. And there's a lot of stud kids who spent very little time on bottom throughout their high school and youth careers, okay? Because right. they're so aggressive on their feet. They're getting the takedowns. Um, many of these guys get texts early by the second period. They're never down there, okay? Right, you're right. In the college, you're, you're an 18-year-old stud who's been taking everybody down isn't working for you. Next thing you know, you got this 22 year old man child who's on top of you banging your head against the mat. I didn't yeah. sign up for that. So no, I think that's a great point. I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of kids just don't wrestle bottom, um, especially the stud kids um, in the youth and high school rank. So. Yep. Yeah. And then on that second uh, half of that question there, do, do, I, do, we, do I think we have a guy coming in who's ahead of the game? I'd probably have to give the nod to Connor hair on that one. Um Pennsylvania, the one advantage they have is I do feel they are a little bit ahead of the curve on the mat wrestling, uh, focused a lot more on tilts and, and riding and legs. Um, I know a part of the my son's club practice is they hit all three phases. It's always top, bottom, 
and neutral. So um, they, they focus a lot, a lot on the man. Um, and also, too, I, I, I want to throw in Alex Nini in there. Nini's really, really good. If, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be, be a force. Um, just seeing him at the SKWC and, and rolling around with him a little bit, he's really, really good. So I, I, I think Alex Nini is going to be – He's going to be an exciting um, addition to our, our roster for sure. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. And, and I can say that, you know, a little bit before your time, when John Posnanski came aboard, I think people didn't realize what a tremendous bottom wrestler he was. And I think that that threw a lot of people off. And I think when you talk about that All-American freshman year, I think yeah. a big that was he was such a good bottom wrestler and he had such a distinct style that people weren't ready for. And again, you can give a lot of that to Donnie DeFilippis and his style, you know, his protege. But um, yeah. that was a huge advantage to him. So I think that's a great point. If you can come in and you're good on the mat, that really differentiates yourselves from a lot of the freshmen. So um, anyway, going to another. So another question kind of um, was thrown our way is, Talk to us about who is the Wiz, okay? And what influence has the Wiz had on your life? Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, so we call my father the Wiz because we say nobody beats the Wiz. Um, <laughs> actually started in slow pitch softball. We, we've we won the state tournament, the Pennsylvania State Tournament, a couple times, and, and he was our pitcher. So uh, sometimes I'd be scared for his life. Uh, guys would be smashing middle and stuff, but uh, – but yeah, from from a wrestling perspective, right? So uh, he wrestled at Manville High School. Uh, I believe he was a one or two time uh, state qualifier. His state tournament was in at Princeton, I believe, in Jadwin Gym. I think it used to be in Princeton back then. Yeah. And um, I think around his time was when you had to win the regional tournament to move on, on to the state tournament. So he always says, you know, early on in his career, he lost to the guy who won the states. So I never actually did any research on that, but. Since we're in Jersey, maybe maybe I could look into that now. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, he, he was my coach all the way through. Um, last year, he had two two Pennsylvania State champions on his high school team. Um, the, the one kid, Jaden Pepe, who wrestles at Harvard, uh, he won his third state title last year for him. So he, he's had a ton of success um, with the high-level guys. But I was actually the head coach at Wyoming area maybe 2012 to 2014 maybe and he was my assistant and uh, his philosophy was always to take the worst kids on the team and make them better because if they got better everybody on the, the team got better so he had a much different philosophy than me I wasn't going to work with the, the kids that were already really good uh, but you know I was kind of young and dumb at that time too so I wasn't looking at it how he was and um yeah, so I, he just has something about him. Just kids love him. They buy into him. He, he uh, truly cares. And um, he's very, very humble. You know, he, he's uh, very quiet. Um, you'll, you'll hear him, though. He gets loud when he needs to. But uh, he, he's had a, a great run coaching. And selfishly, I'm trying to get him to retire so that he can move down and coach at Salkin Valley where my, uh, where my son will end up going to school so so we'll see how that goes I, i'm i'm close i got him teeter on yeah a couple of years to work that yeah <laughs> it's it's funny because steve as a youth coach myself and you raise a the, the point you raise is, is so critical and i make we all make the mistake and that's being in a room 
Um, it's one thing if you're a high level club, you're going to focus on the big guys. That's what you're doing, but really not giving the level of attention to the, to the kid who's kind of developing, but doesn't really stand out yet, but has some tools and be able to develop those tools and kind of really spend the time with those guys. I think a lot of these youth coaches miss that boat because they're so concerned to saying, I coached a three-time state champ or I coached this kid. I had a part in that. I think everybody right. wants to get on the bandwagon and they don't want to put the hard work it really is to develop a kid. So I think that's a great point. Um, yeah. Anyway, my next question I have kind of from the audience, and you kind of touched on this. I swear, Steve, you got this ahead of time because you you kind of led into it. But um, the question is, why do you keep fronting yourself as a PA guy when you know you're a Jersey guy deep down inside in your roots? I love it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, you know, I grew up in PA all the way up through high school, um, even went to college in PA. So... You know, I, I will say the most successful. Philly, South Jersey, though. Philly's kind of South Jersey. You know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I will say. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, so it was 2011, and I was coaching at Bloomsburg. I ended up leaving, moving home, and I needed somewhere to train. So I started training at the SKWC. Right. And. Uh, we end, I ended up going with them out to University Nationals, and I won the University Nationals. I beat uh, Clark from Iowa in the finals. So uh, the most success I had, had in my, uh, my early career there was definitely under the SKWC in New Jersey. So maybe I should just start claiming myself as Jersey. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Hi, hey, well, you know what? Why don't we do that? We'll get the Jersey movement going. Hyden Packer, he's from the Jersey Shore. We'll just we'll just throw that yeah. over there. Jersey yeah. Shore PA. We'll just we'll, we'll leave the PA part out of it. But hey, great having you on the show, Steve. Um, you know, we're gonna be uh, checking you out at Edinburgh and then uh, back to Jersey Mike uh, that next week, December 8th and 10th, Princeton and Buffalo. Hopefully we pack that house. Great having you on and, and we're looking forward to the Jersey nights, baby. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys for having me. Thanks.